All right. Welcome back to the All In Podcast. I'm here with a very special friend that I have actually known for about 15 years. Uh, we were just talking about that, but I've got Kristen Sweeting here. And Kristen is an award-winning international photographer with over 13 years experience. And her photography work has been taken over to 20 different countries as well. And she dives in deep with her clients to truly capture them with authenticity and shows their connection with each other, their friends, and their family. And today we're going to talk about what it means to live a life uh, that you want while building a business around that and how to go all in when doing so. She's had work featured in top wedding magazines and blogs, was voted one of the top wedding photographers in the South by Southern Wedding Magazine. She gives back to photographers and creatives who want to grow their businesses through retreats and workshops and coaching, speaking. She also founded Dangerous Creatives, a community based around educating, coaching, and experiences that help creatives grow their business side of what they do while still having fun and connecting with others. The Dangerous Creatives podcast dives into conversations about the great and challenging aspects of working for yourself and connects with others through authenticity, stories, and hard-earned wisdom. She consults and mentors a variety of small businesses and loves seeing creative business owners thriving. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. No, thanks for coming. Um, yeah, this is amazing. We have known each other 15 years. I mean, you took pictures of our kids when they were little, um, you know, I have an adult child now. And I remember you taking pictures of her when she was just a teenager. So fun. Um, so tell us about your business journey, kind of how you got started and where you are today. Yeah. So I started my photography business. Uh, I, I always mix up the numbers. It's either 13 or 15 years um, ago when I had another job and it wasn't paying the bills. And so I picked up a camera and just absolutely fell in love with it. Started doing it as a side hustle um, because some of the other side hustles I'd tried, like volunteering for medical studies, were just like probably not as safe and also not as profitable. And so I started doing photography. And um, yeah, I mean, fortunately, really quickly, it turned into it was more profitable than my full-time job. I was able to quit that job. And what was that? What was that? Um, yeah, I was working at a church as a youth coordinator. Okay. So yeah, working with teenagers, which I do think really helped the beginning of my business too. There was a lot of families and people who were willing to hire me, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, I started as a photographer, ended up specializing in weddings. And just as I've kind of pulled the thread of creativity, it's turned into coaching and a podcast and international retreats. And there's just been some really cool things that we've gotten to do through the business. So um, yeah, it's it's a journey. I'm so glad that I started and I'm still on. And it's been fun the, the times that our paths have crossed on that too. Yeah. It's so like, but you've got a family. And mm -hmm. they travel with you. So you've got husband mm -hmm. Andrew. Yeah. And how old's Hudson now? Hudson is seven and a half. Seven and a half. Mm -hmm. So he travels with you. Mm -hmm. So tell us about kind of some of these places you go and like where you've been recently. Yeah. So it kind of started as um, like I would pitch different weddings or photo projects, different places. So early on, I did um, like some nonprofit work in China and in India. I did a month in South America doing a photo and video project. Some of that was before Hudson came along and then started doing international weddings. So I've done weddings in France and Italy and um, where else? France, Italy, a lot of Greece. Yeah, yeah, Greece and um, 
done a, probably a lot in France, a lot of destination weddings in France, and um, just started trying to figure out ways to combine family and life and business and art. And, you know, I didn't want to, I wanted to travel, but I didn't want to leave my family for months at a time. And, and so just recently, and this has been something we've been working towards for a while, we did a month work remotely in Cartagena, Colombia. So we got to learn some Spanish. We got to learn salsa dance, did a little um, homeschooling and a little business and little online work. So it's been cool to see all the threads start to come together in a way that really works. And it's obviously not perfect we had some pretty hilarious stories from being in cartagena for a month but um... well, you have to tell us one because <laughs> i think for americans i mean honestly i still think about uh i think of columbia and i think i was talking to someone else the other day and if we th- those of us who just don't know we've never been we think of the uh, sort of the danger aspect or whatever yeah I mean, um, yeah the cartel or the old miami vice shows and you know, whatever so what <laughs> was what, what was what was the funny stories or tell us something that was going on there do you feel yeah, we felt super safe. We loved Cartagena. Um, it's a walled city kind of near the ocean. A lot of people from South America go there for vacation. Um, the food scene has exploded. And because of the, you know, the difference in um, the difference in currency, the currency exchange, we were able to eat like kings and queens on $20. So we, I was like, oh, we'll definitely lose weight while we're traveling. No, we didn't because we were like going to, you know, these Michelin level restaurants and spending $40 on a meal for three people. So, um, yeah, so they have amazing food. There's, um, islands nearby you can travel to. One cool thing we did is, um, you go on this boat trip and they kind of take you into the mangroves and we were able to feed these cute little raccoons plantains they like come up to your hands so you know trying to incorporate education while we're traveling for my son has been like fun kind of making it like a homeschool experience and um and at the end of that we swam in the bioluminescent water if you ever done that it's like you jump in and the plankton that's in the water glows so it's you're doing it at night yeah it like looks like you're making little like glow angels or whatever so um but a funny story we had thought we had done all this research on the airbnb we were gonna stay in and it looked beautiful and we kind of just picked it and booked something for a month and we get there and the first night we're like oh no we were between probably three dance clubs and they start playing music at 1 a.m. and go till about 4 a.m. So every night that we were there, it was just like a party in our room. Yeah. <laughs> like also three different songs playing at the same time. We're just like laying there in bed, like, what have we done? <laughs> Where are earplugs? <laughs> no, we had like earplugs. I know. I was like, I need to go and leave a review. Like I'm not trying to leave any mean reviews, but like, hey, heads up, like if right. you're traveling with children, you might want like machine or something (laughs) so how did you overcome it did you end up moving we honestly no we stayed but we did um like i booked us a nicer place for a week we took like a vacation from our vacation because i was like we're all starting to go a little bit batty in this like echoey house so i booked us a place with a pool for a week and we had a little like home away from home so yeah yeah. so i've like watched you grow i mean because i do remember like where it was a side gig yeah and so it's it's truly amazing um so this has all been 
really an initiative, you know, a, a, a thing where you've really made an, an intentional effort to make your business around your family, your life, you know, so it was not the reverse, right? Yeah. So it was kind of like the family. So talk about that because I know people out there and you talk about this, you speak about this, um, but there's people out there that they're sort of just in the trenches. They're doing the photography or whatever creative mm -hmm. stuff that they do and they feel just so stretched. How, how, how can it be done? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, a lot of the way that I designed my business came because of some hard things that happened in my life. One was I developed an autoimmune disease in my early 20s. I was working too hard. I was stressed. I had a lot of things going on. And so I, I always felt like my health and my energy had to be like a core part of mm. how I designed things. I I couldn't, I can't work 80 hours a week. Like it's just, my body's not made that way. Um, and then another was my son came along. We had a high risk pregnancy. And while he was young, me and my partner, my spouse split up. So I was single parenting. And so it was just having, knowing what my priority was or knowing that this hard thing had happened, but not letting it be the thing that defined the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sick now. I can't do what I want. I'm divorced now. I can't do what I want. Like instead of going with that storyline, I had to decide that with this set of circumstances, I'm going to make it the best effing life I can make yeah. it. So start. It's like you to double down as well yeah. I mean, on what you really wanted because your back was against the wall. I mean, it was kind of like totally. You could, yeah. Totally. And I think that life gives us those opportunities to say like. Mm those split moments in the road where you get to choose. And funny enough, it's the hard moments where I really mm. made the choice that made so much like beauty in my life later on. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think like knowing what you really care about, um, we do a core values exercise with our clients. That's like, if you have five things you really care about, whether that's adventure or maybe it's peace or maybe it's connection, like know what really lights you on fire and start designing things around it. And, and a lot of it is like very simple math and reverse engineering. If you're like, Hey, I know I want to take two months off every summer to travel with my family. Right. You, when you put your line in the sand and say, I'm going to do that, you just have to make the math fit in the other places. Or you say, I want to work two days a week. Okay. That means I need eight clients a month. And I need to charge this amount to make the amount of money I need to make and right. to do what I want to do. So I think we get scared to do that kind of like simple math reverse engineering. But right. it really is. It really helps just starting with what you want and working backwards. And maybe it's I mean, is it true? I mean, a lot of times I just get this impression that, you know, sometimes creatives and I see this with musicians you know, they sort of just doing what they do. They kind of don't know how to go about making the business work. Like yeah. they're almost just, is that, I mean, and you see that I'm sure with like, cause you have such these, you have now you have clients that are trying to learn from you. You have these workshops and yeah. like, what, what are their, what are their biggest problems when they, when they come to you? Like what, what are they struggling with the most? I think getting clients can feel really hard, like booking enough work. Um, I think a lot of creatives take a kind of 
a passive role in their business. They're like, I'm going to wait until someone comes to me or mm-hmm. like, I'm going to take what I can get. And it's always this like feast or famine kind of situation of like, well, I have to take everything right now and I have to take it at this lower price because maybe next month I won't have anyone that's hiring me. Um, the other thing I see that happens is, you know, we choose entrepreneurship for freedom and then we're scared because we don't have a set monthly mm-hmm. thing coming in. And then because we're scared, we take everything that comes to us. And all of a sudden we're back in the golden handcuffs wow. where we're back, not prioritizing the things that really matter, not feeling free, feeling very like boxed in by the business that we created. So I think intention is a key to so much and um, being able to, say to yourself and say clearly to the world, like, this is, this is a thing I want. I'm not going to feel bad about it. And then working backwards. And what you're saying is, I mean, you're saying no, sometimes at least early on, you're saying no to projects Mm -hmm. or to people. Maybe it's not a good fit, whatever the situation is. Right. Yeah. Because if you take everything, I mean, I'm guessing that's, that's what you're talking about there. And then somebody starts taking everything on. Now all of a sudden they're back to the grind and it's almost like a job again. Yeah. So totally. We're not creating a clear brand that is working with a specific person. Like I think once you start figuring like at the beginning, yeah, take everything. It's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. You want to see what sticks. Mm -hmm. You want to see what's going to work. But after a while you start figuring out what you love. And so there's a moment for most creatives where there's a choice of, am I going to lean in and make this brand, this business, this thing that I do, am I going to be like really good at this one thing? Or am I going to stay in this place that's kind of a little bit more on the scared side that's like, I'm just going to take what comes easy. Um, And I think making the intentional choice to do something different, to do something highly specialized, I think that opens up worlds of things Mm. for creatives and really any kind of business owner. Um, You know, real estate is creative. Mm -hmm. Financial work is creative. We're all creatives. Um, And helping artists see that money is creative, that business is creative. I think that really helps people start to build the business that they want through their art. And, and you mentioned that, and I know we're not necessarily here to talk about real estate, but like I have watched you make smart decisions and been involved in those helping you along the way, consulting and whatever, but I've watched you talk about that a little bit. And like real estate's played a little bit of a role in a little bit of a, making a little bit of a fast track, right? And yeah. tell people about that. Because I know a lot of creatives, A, maybe they haven't bought their first home or they bought their first home and maybe they don't, they never bought a rental before and you've done mm-hmm. both. Yeah. I had a little bit of luck and a lot of help from my friends. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I bought, bought my first house right when I was, actually the day that I signed my LLC was the day I closed on my first house that you helped me buy. Um, so, I mean, that house, I think I got, I got lucky. It went up in value a lot. And the second house that I bought was able, I was able to buy it with cash if I moved an hour outside of town. So kind of in the lifestyle design thing, when you're thinking of like, how do I want to live my life? How do I want to build a business? That choice felt like a weird choice to me. I moved an hour outside of town to this tiny town. Columbia. Yeah. Columbia, Tennessee. I didn't realize it was an, I guess it is an hour, right? Yeah. It's an hour, yeah. It's an hour outside of Nashville and I'd always been in Nashville. I didn't know anyone in Columbia, but I could buy my dream house in Columbia with cash. It was like 200000 or something. Um, and 
that choice really set me up to do a lot of the risks in my business mm. too, because I had this, um, I had this safe place. I had this inspiring place. Um, and so as I was making these moves, recording my first podcast, making my online course, starting the education side of my business, um, I could do a lot of those things cause I had made like a really solid real estate choice, yeah. um, and ended up having that as a second property, buying another house. Um, it was an Airbnb for a little bit and a yeah. studio for a little bit. Um, so yeah, I do think it was a little bit of luck and a little bit of like, smart well, it was planning. also a commitment. I mean, you know, to a decision to move outside of town. And I remember that, I remember you're going through that and, but it was more about, I'll make it work where I'm at. And it was a, it was a cute place. Um, you know, in a country little town. And, mm -hmm. and uh, for those of you who've never been to Columbia, it's really cool. But I mean, I think a lot of what I see sometimes is, you know, people just, they're, they're just hell bent on wanting to stay where they're at. Like, had you mm -hmm. just said, well, I'm just going to live in Nashville, maybe it delayed things. And so the fact that you made that choice, I am going to move outside mm -hmm. uh, and take a step back in order to go two steps forward. That's yeah. really what ended up happening. I mean, yeah. And, and there was a lot about it that, you know, it didn't feel like a step back in some way. Like it, it would now, I think, but like, it felt like an intentional choice of, I could be somewhere that was walkable. I had this cute little Victorian home mm -hmm. that ended up, I, we got creative with how to use the house. Yeah. I ended up renting it out for photo shoots and, yeah. um, totally like paying for our bills with like the, what I was making from the house, you know, using it as an asset. Um, and then, yeah, I think like four years later, sold it, moved back into town and, um, you know, let me buy my dream house closer to yeah, town yeah. by making kind of that intentional choice. Yeah. So talk about dangerous creatives. Let's talk about that. Uh, it's a podcast, but it's yeah. more, um, it's a community, right? Yeah. 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 So talk about that. Dangerous creatives. Yeah. It's a podcast in a community. We have a online course. Um, it's just a group of really cool, creative folks that are thinking differently about the way they want to live of, um, let's not delay our life for our goals. Let's move towards both at the mm -hmm. same time. Um, so a lot of times people with, with kids, with families that have gone through something hard and are like, you know what? I want to travel. I want to make my own memories. I want to create something different for my life. Um, and I want to be inspired by the work that I'm doing mm -hmm. and be really fulfilled. So I feel like we're talking differently about goals. We're talking differently about business and kind of how to go into growth as a whole person mm -hmm. and look at all the different aspects of growth, um, on the personal side and the business side and the financial side and, and all of it. So it's a really cool space. We have coaching cohorts. We do study abroad trips, like yeah. study abroad for adults where adults get to go and explore a new place and learn some things. Um, yeah, I was that a natural so much fun. thing. It seemed like it kind of was, I mean, you were already doing it mm -hmm. and then, you know, you just sort of shared what you were doing, but then that's, that's a whole different wing of business. So you've got the photography. Yeah. Monetizing that that's going really well. Like you're winning awards, you're going to travel. I mean, you're getting paid handsomely to go to France to mm -hmm. film <laughs> someone's wedding who wants to spend buku money on their wedding. And then, and then all of a sudden now you, you start to say, Hey, I can teach other people this kind of what, what I've done in my journey. It's almost like, how natural was that to share that? It, it really was natural. I think a lot of times we are so close to something, we don't see what, um, 
what some of our special skills are. So people were coming to me asking, how do I start my business? Can I pick your brain about your photography business? Can, you know, it was, it already started happening. And one thing we tell our students is like, start noticing what people are already asking you for. Cause there's probably something that you don't even see in yourself. That is that like, could be your next business idea or could be a next side hustle or, um, so I mean, with the, with the coaching, people were asking me for it for free. And eventually I was like, this doesn't feel good anymore. I'm, I need to start charging for this. So at first it was just a little one-on-one coaching calls. And, um, then while I was single parenting, so Hudson was like two, three years old, I'd put him to bed and I would go in my closet and I started recording my online course. Cause I knew if I had a framework if I had something that could be packaged in multiple ways that that would help my future self. Oh yeah. Um, and, but it wasn't fun. Evergreen. Yeah. Yeah. Evergreen or, you know how we do sell it. We sell it all year. So evergreen, like a evergreen sales funnel, but then we also sell it as a coaching, you know, coaching group. We do cohorts and, um, and the, the frameworks that we use can be packaged into a lot of different ways, um, with different, you know, there's extra one-on-one and one thing and there's, you can take it on the road and do it with study abroad. So, um, so yeah, really, if you are wanting to be a, um, a thought leader or an educator thinking through like, how do I do things and breaking it down into step-by-step. And if you can create your own frameworks around things that your own way of helping someone do something, um, it can be a really cool, source of revenue, but also like you get to really help people. And that's what we've seen with the podcast. Like we help people for free through the podcast and we help people through our community and, um, and then also create space for, as our students grow, they can now give back and coach and use some of our programs to help other people. Now, all of your retreats, I've seen you, I've seen you guys and you're like in these, you know, you're doing cool things. You're like in these cool hot tubs or or like uh, springs or (laughs) whatever, but um, are they all stateside or some of them abroad now? Some of the workshops? Most of them are abroad. Oh, wow. My, um, I'm a little bit like go big or go home, you know? So <laughs> I will vouch for that. <laughs> the first, the first ever retreat that I did, you know, I, I could have been like, I'll just do it at my house or whatever. Nope. First retreat was two weeks, one week in France and one week in Iceland. Oh, wow. That's the one I remember. Yes. Yeah. And Hudson was two years old. I brought my mom to like be the nanny and we had, you know, we were living, you know, in Europe for two months doing this trip and some other things and. Um, yeah, I somehow convinced people who had never done anything with me to come on like two weeks of workshops with me. Um, but, but it's been really cool to see the study abroad evolve. And, um, like we just did it, we dropped some of our new friends off of the airport and we had someone say that was the best trip I've ever been on in my entire life and came home and signed up for our next one the next day. So it's like, it's cool to see how, when you are put into a different environment where you're out of your comfort zone, where you're having to try new things, where you're getting to see different aspects of your own personality because people around you are mirroring them back to you. Like so much growth can happen in a short amount of time. So that's what I really love about the workshops is there's just, there's nothing else like living it 
and experiencing it while you're living it. And that's, I totally agree. And what, what made me, uh, what, what you just said there, but when you can experience that much growth in a short amount of time, I think really what I hear as I'm listening to you, because it's taking years for the, all this to play out. However, now that you are sharing, um, now people can actually fast track themselves and they don't have to, maybe they can, you know, ride the coattail of your wisdom, your teaching, your instruction to show them the framework of how they can do things maybe faster. And doesn't have to take maybe 10 years or, cause I mean, you know, you started a while back. I mean, you're talking about when Hudson was born and those things, and now he's seven and a half. And so I'm just thinking about that. And this was not overnight to where you, where you are now, but now like any good entrepreneur that wants to give, I mean, people are able to now, latch on to your train and say, Hey, okay, I can, I can do this and I can maybe fast track and grow faster, you know, and, and yeah. more in a shorter period of time. Yeah. I mean, some of the growth definitely happened fast, but it's cool. It's cool now to look back and be like, when you're intentional about what seeds you're planting, they bloom for a long time. You know, like yeah. there are some things that we do that I think like you have a big spark and then they kind of burn out, but when you put in the time and you really care about what you're doing and you really serve your audience, um, like I took a one year break and I needed this, to, yeah. yeah, needed to like recover after Talk COVID. Yeah. So like, yeah, you literally just took a year off I and did. you're intentional. Also, this is very, so important. Your staff, your team, you also have intentional times where they take off for extended periods. Yeah. Yeah, we don't work on Fridays. We um, we did a paid sabbatical. All um, we did the whole month of July. Our entire team took off, and I have a small team. Everyone's freelance, um, and you know it's very. Everyone's doing their own thing. We're all different Just remote recharge. locations. Yeah, but we. I was like, really mad. This was in the middle of COVID. I was like, it really matters to me that we all get a chance to take a break, and especially because it was really hard running a business yeah. in 2020 and 2021. And so everyone got paid their full salary and took the entire month off and was encouraged to go travel or do something fun. And we didn't answer emails for a whole month. Um, wow. I actually think my VA might have a couple times because she was a little worried about it, but like everything was fine and you just put an out of office reply yeah, on yeah yeah and we prepped our clients we're like if you need anything um most like that of is so huge I, do, I, just, I mean like i think so many people they just can't even fathom that yeah I mean, just, I mean right now i guarantee there are people saying oh there's no way i could do that i mean clearly it can be done it, it can and with most businesses i mean there's some maybe that can't or you just you find someone else to cover for you but so much of the things that we think is emergent isn't, right. you know? Um, so I think preparing for it really helped us. We started mm -hmm. prepping our clients in January that we were going to be taking July off. Mm -hmm. We made it just a really normalized thing. Um, no plus July, it's like, it's not like it was De December or whatever. I would, I would think July is not a down month for photography <laughs> typically. I mean, but. it depends. Um, but yeah, I mean, turning down someone that wants to pay you a big chunk of money for mm -hmm. a wedding is hard, but you're just like, you have to trust that more is going to come. Right. And that taking that intentional time is 
better for your abundance in the long run. Well, you're choosing yourself again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing, and it's what I've seen. But you've always been really good with your your money, your finances. I mean, I've just noticed that how, you know, as you've grown, you've never grown so much where you're just like you're out over your skis, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I I know I want to say this is from my experience. It just seems like that can happen. I mean, for creatives and for any artist or any person in any running any sort of a business. I mean, they just get overextended. Yeah. And you sort of like, you sort of planned all that out. This is a lot of intentionality. I mean, it hasn't all been perfect. Some of it is like, I probably did go out over my skis and had to pull back, you know, but, um, but I think the thing I wish I knew was, um, like had people around me that were being open and transparent about what they were doing with their money. Cause there was a couple different levels of growth where I was like, I actually don't know what to do mm. with this income with this. Like, I don't know what to do with my finances after this point. Like, I don't know other people at this, you know, whatever. So I wish I'd had a plan before I got there because I think psychologically we tend to, um, we tend to stay where we're comfortable. And so if you start to get to a place where you're like, I'm not comfortable with this level of income or with this level of, you know, house or whatever, we do things to kind of subconsciously sabotage that, give it away. I was like hiring too many people. I was just here. You want the money? I don't know. Take it. So I think like if I had had a plan or someone else that was like, here's what you do after you hit six figures, here's what you do after you, whatever. Um, I think I would have been more, um, mentally and psychologically prepared for the discomfort of that. So what has been like your mindset? Um, and then like mentorship, has that played a role for you? I mean, even now, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, as I, far as having someone mentor you, cause you talked about how there were times where it sounds like it would have been great to have someone there and you just didn't. Yeah. So, you know, you're now you're a mentor, but like, do you mm-hmm. have someone that you, you know, look to or people that you look to to say, Hey, what do For I do sure. now? Yeah. I'm, I'm such a fan of mentorship. I've hired people in the past. I I'm currently looking for a mentor. I think like the other thing is as your business grows, there's less people to choose from. Like it's harder to find that next mentor. Um, so I've been looking for one, but I, I do listen to a ton of podcasts. I listen to, I read a lot of books. Um, I'm always kind of being like, who is a couple steps ahead of me so I can hear, hear what conversations they're having. Cause the conversations change, like your problems don't go away. Your problems change, you know, right. as your business grows. So I want to hear what conversations people are having. And one thing I noticed as, as your business grows, as your income grows, money becomes less of the motivation and you have to switch almost into a different track of like, I'm actually good here. This isn't motive as motivating anymore. Like I want to be motivated by, um, fulfillment or learning new things. Mm. Like I just learned a lot of Spanish while we were in Colombia. I feel like such a baller, you know, like (laughs) I want to learn new things. I want to try new things. I want to be open to different experiences. So, um, yeah, I think like trying to listen to what conversations are happening at the next stage has been really, really good. Yeah. So what's that? What's on the horizon? Oh, and mindset. Tell me about that. Like, do you have like words or things that you are like, okay, this, this, what does your mindset have to be? Because I mean, you know, I, I can kind of pull some things through some themes that I see, but like what, what, what is, what has gone on and has that changed or has that mainly been kind of the same mindset as you've gone on? Um, I think my mindset has, 
has some of it stayed the same, some of it's changed. Um, I think that I feel better when I'm really grounded and when um, I know who I am and my um, like why I'm moving forward is less based on external validation. So mm-hmm. the numbers in the bank account, the amount of people that say you're doing a good job, like those things feel good for a second and then they like really don't feel good um, in my experience. Yeah. And so having, again, having that like different different track that you're on where, um, like generosity, fulfillment, feeling like I'm making a difference, um, doing things that are fun, creating memories with my family. I think like just kind of always checking myself and being in that place of, am I on the track that feels really good and flowy and here, or am I just doing what I think other people want me to do looking for validation and checking boxes? Um, that those are the two that's how i kind of check myself that's huge huge i think i think that's so helpful for so many people listening so tell me tell us what's going on coming up um and then like what do you what do you see yourself like in the next year maybe three or five years what what, what do you mm. see do you have you thought about this yeah yeah um I love trying new things. I love growing. So I, there's stuff I don't think I know what's next mm-hmm. for some of it. Um, right on the next horizon, we have more study abroad trips coming. I'm homeschooling my son. I think the, the big thing right now is my son is in a window that's going to go so fast. Mm. He's seven. He's going to be 15 tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it's going to happen so fast. So um, really we're, we're trying to live remotely a month every quarter and um and base a lot of our goals around that so that if that's the the framework is a month every quarter and taking the summer off so we can like do cool things when he's in you know in the summer out of we're homeschooling but whatever um so that's kind of the framework so around that what my business is changing to be is i'm only taking weddings certain months of the year Mm. so this is kind of how i like reverse engineer it couple months a year, I'm taking very large weddings. Um, the other times I'm coaching remotely and working towards more sponsors for a podcast, kind of more oh, awesome. passive remote income things. Um, and also we're having new cohort leaders so people can launch their own cohorts of danger school make money for them their own families also help a new group of people um, in their own expertise so we are starting to like train more leaders and um and let things kind of like grow naturally that way so that's kind of sponsorships huh yeah have some sponsorships for the podcast that's great um, I think I've never, because I'm a photographer, I've never thought of myself as like a content creator or that that's a, like, it's always funneled into just marketing for my businesses. Mm-hmm. But it's been fun to think of like, what could happen if I was just getting paid for what I was making? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have a couple sponsors coming yeah. up for the podcast, which is exciting. Um, and I've considered getting like, um, I don't know, a master's in neuroscience or psychology or something like that. Cause nice. we just see how much that helps our clients. It's working through oh, wow. the mindset and the psychology behind all of the things. Yeah. Just a lot going. I mean, so how do people, 
how do they find you? I mean, there's someone out there that's uh, creative and they're, they're thinking, man, this, this might be for me. How do they find you? Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot at Kristen Sweeting or dangerschool.com has our programs and our courses and our podcast. Dangerschool.com. Dangerschool.com. Oh, wow. And you have to pay for that? That's pretty cool. That's... Yeah, I, no one had it. Wow. You know, no one had it. That so is, that's badass. Danger School is our online course and our coaching program. And, um, and our podcast, I think you would love it. It's Dangerous Creatives. Oh, yes. On yes, Spotify yes, and absolutely. Apple Podcasts. And I was on one of your earlier podcasts. You that were. Was yeah, so that you was... can hear Mark's podcast on there. <laughs> was... well, listen, you don't have to watch that one if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that was the early days. Well, I'm like over the top. Uh, you know you're one of our favorite people, Morel and I, and uh, we love you very much. And it's, it's just so fun to see someone just blossom and grow and just blow the hell up and it's been so freaking cool and uh and also having so much fun while you're doing it and doing it the way that you want to do it um i think that is what people want like they see that and, and you're just you're magnetic i mean people are drawn to you um and they want to be able to do these things and they think gosh how, you know you've had it's not like it was just like laid out on a you know, golden brick road. It was, um, you know, you had things going on, man. You had mm -hmm. an autoimmune, you know, um, the breakup, you know, you've got a child on the way, then things going on. I mean, it's just, so it was, it's not like that you, there wasn't bumps in the roads, but you said, Hey, I'm going to make a choice and I'm still going to just make things the way I want because I'm, uh, and I think what I hear honestly is loving yourself. I mean, you chose to love yourself and I've, a lot of your writings I've seen mm -hmm. that and uh, you didn't say that, but I'm really that now that I think about it, I mean, and that's hard for others, hard for me. I mean, and it's, I think you chose to love yourself. So we're just super happy for you and thanks for Thank coming you. on thanks for and having um, me. hope we can do it again sometime. So guys reach out to Kristen and uh, we'll see you again next time. Thanks.